Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Rick Name Our Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect More Hope, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453. Sorry. Sorry. Um, normally, I'll be on the um, on that line for people to communicate with me, but I'm having problems right now with the uh, audio version of Reconnect My Heart. But what I am going to do, I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue with the video version. And once I get done with the video version, then I'm going to upload the audio version, and then I'm going to have it on repeat. So for those who uh, normally listen to me through the podcast live, I apologize. Don't know what the problem is, but um, <clears throat> just like how the show is entitled, we're going to laugh it off. And one of the things I found out a lot of times when things happen in life, a lot of times those things come to discourage you. Those things come to really just get you off focus. And, you know, it's kind of like <clears throat> that old saying, practice what you preach. Well, right before I was getting ready to, quote-unquote, share with you all, pertaining to the podcast, like I said, um, got ready and just waiting and waiting and noticed there was no response. And so I said, well, what I'll do, I'll use the ram in the bush. I would use my phone <clears throat> to call the podcast in order for me to be on their live. Well, guess what? I used both my phones, and it said, do, do, do. We're sorry, the part on the other end is not answering. I'm like, now wait just a chicken pick a minute. What is going on? In the meantime, I'm looking at the time. It's already two and three minutes past the time that I would normally be on the air. So I said to myself, self, oh, don't let this stop you. 
we're going to keep on going. We're going to press on. We're going to continue to move on with the task at hand. So today's message, just like how we share pertaining to, um, you know, just looking at everything from the way it is and not allowing those things to discourage us. So for today, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and just look at it just like it is. Look at the importance of having a sense of humor. We're going to have a sense of humor in spite of this. And just we're going to find out the importance of us, especially as believers, to laugh it off. Don't you know a lot of us, we're stressed. A lot of us, we're allowing ourselves to have our day ruined because we are looking at things from a place of stress, from a place of depression, from a place of negativity. True enough, things may happen, it might be negative. Things that happen, it might have been where it might be some injustice, whatever it is. But it's not what they do to you that's going to change the course of things. It's how you respond. And so what we have to do, we have to look at the things that may transpire. Hmm. If we analyze to see, hmm, there was no fault of my own. Hey, I had nothing to do with that. Then we know, huh, maybe it was an assignment. Maybe it was a task. Or, hmm, what if it was something that was assigned to me for me to, not just to deal with it. No, no, no. But to overcome it or to cast it out. So it's several different ways that we have to look at it. Like I said, these are the things that you had no involvement with. You know, one of the things I always tell people, when you look at it, in the Bible, it may tell you different regimens pertaining to how to have a healthy diet. It may tell you different things pertaining to financial literacy. It may tell you even how to be able to choose your friends or your significant other. But nowhere in the Bible does it tell us how to choose our family. So stuff like that, we have no control of. So if we don't have a control of it, then there's a purpose or an assignment within that particular choice that we had no choosing of. So what we have to do in things that happen in our life, we got to look at some way, somehow, I'm going to be able to benefit from this and not allow it to destroy me. My daddy said this to me, and those those that know me, I believe in being transparent. So, my daddy said this to me years ago. He said, in life, there are things that happen. It may be bad. It may be crazy. But what you have to do in all things, there are some good that come out of whatever situation that you deal with. But our responsibility is to look for that good, even if it's a single shred of rice in the midst of a whole field. It, it may be that one rice that might be good, that might be beneficial. You search for that one rice and you hold on to it. In other words, even my summer school teacher said this to me years ago. He said, whatever happens in life, throw a party. Throw a party. Now, you may not have a whole parade or whatever like that, but even you may have a party of one. In other words, asking God to help you to be able to, uh, not allowed to get to you. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be some things that may, you know, just set you off. My sister have always said, she used to always say, well, you know, I'm still under construction, so <laughs> excuse my dust. Well, in life, I'm not saying that everything's going to feel good. But the key thing, what we have to do, we can't lose our identity. We can't lose our humor because of somebody else's negligence or somebody else's behavior or somebody else's foolishness. Don't you know, sometimes misery love company. Have you heard that before? Misery love company. But just because misery love company does not mean that you have to take the invite. 
there was a good friend of mine um I love dearly he used to work with me Dwayne Phillip Rhodes Dwayne Phillip Rhodes he shared a situation with me um and he said he was so hurt all he could do was laugh to keep from crying there are some things we got to do we got to laugh it off now like I said that doesn't mean that we like it and if you notice just like those that know me I love wrestling and I loved the wrestling back in the day sometimes that wrestler that bad guy he will be hitting them hitting the good guy hitting the good guy hitting the good guy and all of a sudden <laughs> that good guy look laugh and no matter how hard the punches be by that wrestler he began to start laughing and looking at him and now what happened hmm now the one that's hitting the wrestler and seeing the wrestler laugh he looks at him like wow that dude crazy why because he's not responding in a way that that guy that's hitting him is trying to make him them he's trying to put fear upon him those leaks are trying to intimidate him but what happened when your enemies don't see you sweat but see you laugh it gets to them right here but what happened when we respond in a way that they want us to what happened they gain control of us they gain control think about this I always talk about your mind your will and your emotions now what is that that's your soul so when we respond to people who tries hook tries to harm us and we we know we fall into their traps we respond in a way that they want us to they gain access or control of our soul I didn't say our spirit our soul two different things our soul mind will emotions those things so when we respond in a way that they want us to they win but when we hmm don't let them see us sweat we win also the benefit of laughter don't you know even the Bible it tells us that laughter is good like medicine matter of fact I'm gonna go ahead and um, that's a uh, Proverbs 17 to 22 this uh, it says a joyful heart is good medicine or laughter is good like medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones you know we have to be able to look at things and learn to laugh in other words as Christians it's no sin for us to even just enjoy and just watch a movie there are good clean movies that you can laugh at that you can enjoy with your family so many people that well you know uh, they're so look here they're so serious that every time they go to the every time they go to the doctor's office Look here, the doctor don't have to check their pulse. No, because their neck is so tight, it's like this throbbing. You can look at them and read their pulse. And those that know me, look here. Now, I'll say this. God communicates with us in various ways. He may communicate with me differently than the way he communicates with you. Or he might communicate with me the same way he communicates with this person. But being able to know how God deals with you or how God communicates with you so from like I said, this is me this is not an opinion anything like that this is how God communicates with me and he may want to communicate with you in the same way or a different way but the key thing is for you to understand how God deals with you or communicates with you one of the ways he communicates with me when he talks to me I mean verbally talk like just like I'm talking to you when I hear him and most of the time most of the time there may be some things that he shared with me that is very serious and might be an assignment that he gives me or he might show me something and I just fall out laughing because of the relationship that I have with him or the relationship he has with me and plus he knows my character he knows my identity he knows I'm a bubbly person or well, I try to be <laughs> but I love to laugh I love to laugh 
And so sometimes how God may deal with me, God may show me something and, you know, I might be quick quick with, or he might be quick with, with me. Now, it, it's never an insult or anything like that, but I may see something, I'm like, hmm, hmm, okay, yeah. Or I may see something and just fall out laughing. But the key thing is, I know that's how God deals with me. Pertains to certain things for me to be able to retain because with the things that he tried to show me pertains to certain things, he want me to retain it so I can apply it. But also God want me to understand what he's trying to convey to me. Look here, and I'm just going to give you this. God not going to try to talk over your head for you to understand and then tell you to do something that you don't understand. He's going to break it down in a way for you to understand. You know, so in other words, if you know English, but God trying to speak to you in Spanish, come on now. God, look, God is so simple in his communication with us. But what we have to do, we have to have our spiritual ears cleansed and, and also be able to learn his voice as well as be able to learn how he talks or communicate with us. And so when the, when God shows me things, whether I think, I'm like, hmm, okay. Or sometimes, you know, I might just be outside and he'll show me the birds and blah, 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 blah. You know, just something. I'm like, wow, wow. You know, like I said, he knows my characteristics. But also he knows your characteristics. So it's nothing wrong with laughter. Don't you know that they're a clean comedy for Christians? Now, I know that there are some people that have heard the scripture where it says, you know, uh, joking and gesturing and all that stuff. That's wrong. But you have to understand what that particular verse means or what that joking means. That means lewd or sexual in sexual windows, you know, dirty stuff when you're single. You know, I want you to think about that. Now, no vulgar stuff and all that stuff. Now, that right there... That's not edifying. That's not spiritually edifying. That's actually, that can lead to lust. That can lead to all these other things that are unlike God. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> excuse me, but when it comes down to watching TV shows with your family, those of them I love growing up, I used to watch it with my son. I used to love watching Feeny and some Ferb. Or I used to love watching iCarly. Or, um, especially now, I love this. I, I love theme songs. Little Einstein. <laughs> I love Little Einstein. Um, my son, if I matter of fact, he did this for me one year. Um, this was a great, great, great uh, birthday present. He sung me a song. Now he didn't want to do it, but because it was my birthday, he did it. One song that he did for me that I love, love, love. He did the theme song to Daffy Duck. Oh, I'm sorry, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. <clears throat> uh, matter of fact, I wish I, I wish I can uh, find it, but um, probably because of copyright, they're probably not gonna let me listen to, uh, play it. But he did that for me. I was like, wow. I was like, you know, it's okay for us to. Have a sense of humor. But remember this. Into everything, there's a time and a place for it. So just being able to just know it's okay for us to live. It's okay for us to, like I said, enjoy, enjoy life. It's all about enjoying everything that God has for us. And not just laughter, but also understanding not just the benefit of it helping you to not be stressed, but it's health benefits of laughter. It's health benefits. You know, it takes more wrinkles to frown than it is to smile or to laugh. So do it. You know, you know when you think about even the funny things that happen in life, you know, like I said, you know, um, even in the time of me no longer having my sister, I think about the good times. I think about the funny times. I think about the crazy times. We did a lot of crazy stuff together, you know. And so I think about those times. I enjoy it, you know. There are some things that there are some things that uh, I remember. Matter of fact, um, I, I, I'll share this. I see someone uh, on the line. 
want to come on. Um, <clears throat> some of the things we did as kids, you know, being able to just bring laughter to us, you know, and like I said, good, clean laughter. As believers, it's okay. It's okay. There are Christian TV shows, Christian movies, and not only for us to be able to just uh, sit at home, creep up, and do nothing. No. Go outside and, like I said, catch a movie. Or go outside and go to the beach. Do the enjoy. It's all about enjoying God's goodness that he has provided for us. We need to do that. So many of us, all we do, we'll go to work, we'll come home. We'll go to church, we'll come home. We have no social life. And like I said, that doesn't mean that you're in sin because you want to go to a movie or you want to go go to a mall. Do something that's healthy. Do something that's beneficial spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Don't you know a lot of things that we do if we begin to start, you know, just not only laughing, but also being able to look at things that will bring us laughter. Because a lot of things, if you look at it, it can be so depressing. You think God wants to be depressed? No. Stop looking at some of these crazy stuff and start looking at things that's gonna look that's gonna feed you mentally, physically, or emotionally, as well as being able to just let you have a good laugh. I know this sounds so minute. You might be used to it, but I guarantee is so many people, especially within the church. Is so many people that they feel like, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to. No. Everything has a balance. One of the things I always say, you know, for those who don't, I'm not saying for you to be able to uh, uh, put yourself in a position where you end up uh, making yourself an embarrassment or do something out of your character. No. You know, I, I grew up in the 70s and 80s and growing up at the time where there were good, healthy shows that were on TV. There were family-oriented shows like Different Strokes and um, all these other shows, uh, Facts of Life. You know, those are shows me and Sheila used to watch. Um, so many of, you know, H.R. Puff and stuff. Uh, I used to like watching Ultraman. <laughs> you know, Ultraman, all these things. It was fun. But now... They have these, a lot of these shows that are reality TV shows, you know, everything is drama and trauma. And what they try to do, they try to enforce all that because stuff like that sells. But even when you look at the Andy Griffin show, even when you look at the old shows like that, the Beverly Hillbillies, all those things, all those things were good, clean, innocent fun, but also there were biblical messages and principles out of all those things. Happy Days, you know, you see spinoff of different shows. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, uh, American Graffiti came from, uh, uh, actually American Graffiti was the launching pad of Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and uh, Johnny Love, Chachi, all these shows. You know, these are family-oriented shows that we can watch and sit down and enjoy. But now, we don't have those things provided like they used to have. When we were growing up, you know, hey, I used to love watching The Electric Company. I used to love watching Sesame Street. All these shows, they were great. They were beneficial. It served its purpose. And there was nothing wrong with it. They served a great purpose. Matter of fact, I thank God. I'm going to give a shout out to someone that's going to be coming on the show very, 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 very soon. My little brother, Walter. He learned the whole lot. He learned to hurt a lot from them shows, you know. So, hey, but with it, it was all good, clean fun. And it was so helpful to help us in the things that we need to do, pretend to just enjoy life. You know, you can't have you can't have everything to be so stressed. Go and get you a massage. Go and, like I said, just go and look, look for some good, clean shows. I can't emphasize that enough because there's so many people that are so stressed. And they're supposed to be believers in church? Come on now. It's not, look here. Just like how Jesus went to a wedding, 
Jesus had a social life. Jesus had a social life. Yeah. And we need to have a social life too. You know, matter of fact, I found out even, like I said, the things that happen in life. Hmm. Okay. Now, one of the things, like I said, it may hurt us, but like I always say, never let them see you sweat. Is it wrong to cry? No, it ain't wrong to cry. Matter of fact, it's healthy to cry. And if you think about it, some things that happen, we can laugh, we can laugh, and we can have happy tears. We can laugh till we start crying. We can laugh till we shed tears. So if you think about it, laughing till we share tears, sometimes we can come on and be sad and share tears. So there's nothing wrong with that. But being able to get this out, being able to have a healthy outlet, that's the key thing, having a healthy outlet. And that's what's so important for us to do because if we don't, don't you know stress can kill us? Stress can knock us out, take us out. And life's too short. You know, there are some people, what we have to do, we have to take personal inventory of certain people, or angles certain people, every people, every person. Every person have access to you, take inventory. And if you start seeing that all they do is bring negativity, if you see all they do is, you know, bring, what's it? Toxicity, toxic, <laughs> toxicness. No, oh. you might need to kind of feed them at arm's length. There's like this is the thing. It could be you right here, but you right here, close to you, just like bodyguards. Who is your inner circle? Who is your inner circle? Allow your inner circle to be people that's going to be honest with you, tell you the truth, and most importantly, praying for you. You know, being able to when you don't feel your best, hey, hey, let's go, let's go get a, get us an anointed slurpy, oh slurpy, anointed smoothie, yeah. Just sit back and enjoy. It's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 helpful for all of us to be able to have those things because if you don't, don't you know, so many people, they don't. They're on blood pressure medicine. They're on all these type of medicine because they're so tense. They're so stressed. It ain't worth it. Like I always say, go get a massage. Go go to the chiropractor. Get you a fresh haircut. You know, being able to just enjoy life. Enjoy life. If you don't if you feel like you have nothing to laugh at, look in the mirror. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that as an insult, but what we have to do, we have to look in the mirror, just start having a conversation with yourself. Remind yourself of something that's, that was silly. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, I see someone on the air right now. Let me see if we can get them in. Uh, let me see. Okay, here it is. Get them on right about here. Hello there. Hello, Hello there. How you do, how you doing today? Good. I, I, I like your topic. You know, a lot of people sometimes in situations and then a lot of times in situations dealing on the person and the and the and the plan for their life, you know, a lot of times people have to laugh to keep from crying. You know? Mhm. Yeah. Um I try to, you know, I, I worked, I worked extremely hard and extremely diligently, in in many situations. And there were times that I really had to laugh, make myself laugh, or entertain myself, or entertain my kids to the point where they would laugh. So, you know, to keep myself from crying in such, you know, in such situations that I had that, you know. People that are twice my age never had. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what? That, I really appreciate you. And it is important for us to do, especially, like I said, especially as believers, you know. And oftentimes, to be honest with you, sometimes we don't know. We don't know how to have that healthy balance for us to have a quote-unquote healthy, godly life. You know, and yeah, so it, it, it's hard. It's hard 
you know, especially with the demands of the, uh, being in the black forest, people don't really care about family. People don't even care about your sicknesses. People don't care about, you know, uh, what kind of workload you get. People don't care about you being in a hostile work environment. You know, um, you know, they, it, it's just so much dysfunction in the world. So you got to find some kind of venue to entertain yourself. And, and then a lot of times, you know, people laugh at the dysfunction that they created for you. And really, you know, if they didn't create the, the dysfunction for you, then, you know, it would be better for uh, for you as a whole and for them. But a lot of times in situations in the workforce, people are, instead of doing their work, they look at what other people are doing or what other gifts and talents they have. Instead of working with what they have and working on being on one accord with the other person, and honestly, I guess what I'm saying about jobs, jobs get a whole bunch of people with different personalities to work together, different walks of life, different core beliefs. But they really, they do a background check, but they don't do a character check. And a lot of times we get a whole bunch of crunchy character people working, working together, and it's always going to be this core. Because, you know, if you're not on one accord or you don't have the same core beliefs or similar or, or, or you know, just something in common other than, you know, uh, serving their particular purpose as a uh, employee, then um, there's going to always be clashes. Yes. Yeah, yeah number one, I, I really appreciate the end. Um, number one, uh, I make sure before you leave or uh, even at the end, I get my information so that way, you know, because I want to I wanna know more even pertaining to um, what you're doing with at work. But, you know, one of the things I learned is making sure that we hold, uh, we become responsible for our own, quote, unquote, our own happiness or our own peace, our own uh, laughter. Now, of course, everything yeah. is provided through Jesus Christ, but... Sometimes we would expect others to make us happy or expect others or we give other people the responsibility and that's when the disappointment comes. Or right. they don't provide right. enough for us because you know right. the amount that you need. And we right. all and, and, then too, and then too in your home relationships, you know, people get together for the wrong reason. And then then they then they're 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 unhappy with each other, but, you know, even the way that they're taught, you know, churches teach, and which is wrong, it's not even biblical. A lot of churches that I went to as a child, they say, don't marry a man unless he got a job, or don't marry a woman unless you got a job. You know, a job does not dictate to a person's personality or their call in life or their purpose in life. Some people just get jobs for the heck of it, but it don't, it's not even their purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, a job is maybe a stepping stone for a person to find what they're really supposed to do in their life. That's a, uh, that's a court that's, that's going to help global society and the kingdom of God. And uh, a lot of times people just get married just because they're profession. Well, you're only going to be in a profession until you retire, and that's probably like 30 years. So what you going to do with that person that you married just because they may be a doctor or they may be a lawyer or they may be a teacher or they may have a, be a business owner? What you going to do when they don't work anymore? Yeah. How are you going to get along with that person every day when, I, when they don't have nothing to do but be with you all day? Well, I, I'll tell you this, and we're, we're going to share some stuff um, you know, after the era, but um, there are some people because of them saying it, their motive may be a particular principle because them, you know, like I said, even we working at um, the jailhouse, I can say that from a general standpoint as far as, you know, make sure somebody work. Even if I said that, and I might have been used to seeing people in my community work, 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 have good ethics, good ethics, good ethics, they have good work ethics, work ethic and then they, with that good ethics uh, they may have produced 
the moral ethics, but that was just in my quote-unquote circle. But then all of a sudden in somebody else's uh, community, there may be someone who have a great ethics, but they may be quote-unquote unemployed or whatever, you know, for a particular reason. And so with that, that you know, I may not be, I might be just speaking on, like I said, on my community, what I've seen uh, as far as the work ethic and everything, and then assuming that because they have a work ethic, they're going to have good morals, upstanding, and commitable. But then all of a sudden, someone else who may not, quote, unquote, fit the bill, so to speak, pertaining to what my upbringing was, that doesn't mean that they're not, quote, unquote, that caliber of a person that can produce a good character or um, committable or whatever, you know. So, you know, with that, you know, being able to give people who may who may have that, quote, unquote, advice to give, but understanding what principle they're trying to convey, you know. So, you know, just being able to just be prayerful about that and really get an opportunity to really understand what their meaning and everything. And also, I'm going to say it like this, and this is even pertaining to a courting or dating or whatever like that. I always tell people, especially now, because there's so many people, they betray one thing, but then all of a sudden they come to find out they are revealing another thing. So I tell people now, please, please, please be careful. Do your homework. Do your homework and also check their track record. Please check their track record because if you really look at it, pertaining to dating, which hopefully should end up in marriage, if we use the same principle of how we investigate a particular home, a particular home that we may be trying to buy, we have investors and everything to look at it, to survey the house, to make sure that it's worth purchasing because we put, quote-unquote, maybe 30 years' worth of a mortgage into it, then we want to make sure that, you know, hey, everything's going to be all right. So, but um, if you don't mind, uh, if you can inbox me or I'll inbox you whatever my information so that way we can, you know, finish talking off the air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, as far as laughing it off, I, uh, I don't really see this, uh, person anymore or uh personality anymore but it used to probably by day you know to see uh on instagram um uh, this guy that did a lot of puppets i thought he was very much so talented and you know you know even though <laughs> even though i'm an adult you know i, I guess i'm a child at heart because i like puppies and it's so it was so hilarious how he how he um was just entertaining, you know, he was just so entertaining, and I guess, you know, being that I'm an educator, and I use a lot of creativity in the classroom as a teacher, and I often get shunned about it very much so by people who are not creative teachers or gifted teachers. I just feel like, you know, if I was good at puppets, like, thank God I was good at puppets, because, you know, that dude had me laughing, like crying out laughing. You know, just, you know, just, just, you know, just norm, with, with the normal conversations with the puppet, it was just funny. Um, I was just saying, you know, if people brought the puppets in the classroom to teach um, life skills or the alphabet or any educational topic, it would trick those, it would trick those babies into learning. And that's what people don't understand as educators. Uh, with kids, kids change. Kids, you're com- when you're teaching somebody, you're competing with what's going on in this world right now. Like when we were, like when I was in school, that we would compete. You know, our teachers were competing with mu- music videos, and the internet was just becoming popular in the '90s. So it's all over the place now. You know, social media and all of that. So teachers. And educators, they're competing with a whole bunch of stuff. And you really think them little babies gonna sit up there and learn when want, 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 want them talking and not having no fun and, and not tricking them babies into learning or entertaining them into learning? That not, hmm. it, it, it's, it's not gonna happen. 
you know? And we wonder why it's so many fights. And we wonder why so many kids fail it. We wonder why so many kids can't read. Because you're not being innovative. You're not being, you're not sticking with the times. You're not thinking about, you know, the majority of the kids and, and what kind of, um, what kind of industries that they're attracted to. They're not attracted to teachers. You know, most kids look up to rappers and entertainers and stuff like that. So, you know, you need to get it. Yeah. Not just the one way of teaching. You ain't gonna get number one group of kids. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. And, and number one, even you being an educator, thank you for your service. And we also definitely gonna be praying for you um, as this year starts. And oh, I'm not start. I'm not starting a new school year. Oh, you're because, not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I oh. just got terminated for no reason. I ain't even start the class. Oh my. <laughs> because what? they don't like. They don't like what I do. What? They use something, they keep using something negative from my past, you know, to dictate to, uh, to, to what, what they see as positive and turn it into negative. Well, I, well, even, even with what you did, even, even you being a former, uh, educator, I, I appreciate you and, and also even for the method and the way that you did teach, but, um, if you don't mind, We'll get a chance to continue okay. that part uh, after the show, but um, okay. okay. But I I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Um, and so what we want to do also, even with those that may have been listening, I want you to understand that the things that may have transpired, being able to laugh it off, have a sense of humor, being able to just enjoy it. That's the key thing that we want us to do. Being able as believers, as believers, learn to smile. Learn to smile. It's okay to smile. It's okay. You know, matter of fact, I'll be speaking next Sunday at our church, and those that know me, I may tell a story, and I always throw myself under the bus, but I love humor. I love humor. God has a sense of humor. Yes, he does. God made us in his image and likeness. And so, you know, when someone say, "Oh, well, uh, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like you always," like I said, now I know when to do it. I know when not to do it. Those that know me, I know I can, I can be serious with the masses, and I can cut up with my crew. I can cut up with those that within my circle, but I'm not gonna display all of that to the masses unless unless it's for a short amount of time and there's a purpose behind it. But on the other hand, like I said, you know, I can let my hair down when it comes down to my family. They know me and everything and I know them. And then also even in me uh saying some things, I know I know that they can understand, okay, now now June being serious or June saying something and I can say something and it's taken to heart. And so with that, being able to have that balance so that way you can be able to just laugh and enjoy. I had a, you know, um, had a, when I got out of church, got a chance to go by and see my dad and my stepmom and everything and always getting a chance to go by there. And the person that I really, really, really looked up to growing up, even though he was a, you know, he was a disciplinary one in his own right, in his own way, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad had an infectious laughter. My dad laughed. He was stocky. He was like, you know, to me, larger than life. And when he laughed, he was, you know. And we were kids, and I would assume that every father was just like my father. And so when I see other people father, you know, and they, you know, it's like every time you see them, they're about to punch a hole in the wall, you know, they're angry, they're angry, like, what? You know, I was like, shocked, but not everybody was like my father, and so with that, <clears throat> now of course, my father never been the type where I looked at him and like, okay, well, you know, I can't respect him, no, number one, he commanded my respect because he was my father, but also on the same token, he knew how to talk, he knew how to discipline, 
but also he knew how to just have a down earth conversation where we could just talk and be silly. And, you know, I thank God for that. Maybe other people may not have had that, but thank God I had it. And so with that, and I got a chance to see him laugh today, uh, something was said, and uh, I was like, wow. You know, so, as a matter of fact, my Sunday school teacher was also our cousin. He told me that I remind him of one of my grandfathers, my paternal grandfather, brother. I got a chance to meet uh, Uncle Leroy down there in Houston for the Logan family that's down there in uh, Tyler, I'm sorry. The Logan family that's down there in Tyler, Texas. Hey, we talking about my Uncle Leroy, some of y'all father, grandfather, but Uncle Leroy Logan, Uncle Leroy Logan. He was, that man, look here, I ain't even, that man was crazy for real. Love him and everything, and the first time, I, one of the time I can remember being down there, it's not my first time going down there, but one of the time I can remember going down there, me and Sheila was in his kitchen, and he said, hey, 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 have y'all eaten? No, no, we haven't eaten yet. He said, hey, hey, you want some, you want some dog legs? You want some dog legs? And we thinking at first, he, he mean hot dog. You mean hot dog? No, 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 no. You want some dog legs? Put some dog legs. I can go over there and cut them dog legs right quick and fix it, put it on the plate for you, for you to eat it. And we looked out in the backyard, and his dog had three legs. We're like, no! <laughs> I'm like, ugh! So every time we go down there, we're like, look, we ain't eat nothing. I'm going to be a vegetarian when we go down there. You know, so, but he was he was a sweetheart of a guy. He had a sense of humor. So my cousin said, I remind him of him, you know. I'm like, oh, wow, you know. But, you know, like I said, stuff like that make us laugh. And, you know, you look at some of the some of the magazines and, you know, the culture, some of the culture that we in, everybody, mean mugging, growling and stuff. Uh-uh. You know what? I'm going to smile, show my gold tooth. But most importantly, I got a reason to smile. I got a reason to smile. Look here. I could have been dead gone a long time ago. Look here. Not only dead and gone, but even some of the health issues I've had growing up. I was a kid that was always in the hospital. I was always sick. We got a reason to laugh. We got a reason to thank God to be happy to be alive. So you think some little foolishness, some manipulative person, or some of our enemies, Gonna make us lose our joy, our peace, our happiness? No, no, no. Don't let them steal your joy. There's a song that we used to sing. The world can't give it and the world can't take it away. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. So if the world didn't give it, don't let the world take it away from you. You keep it. Keep it. It is your biblical right to have it. So accept it. Love it. Embrace it. Don't let anything or anybody take from you what God has given you. It is okay. It is fine. But being able to just start learning to laugh. Life is too stressful. I ain't going to say life is too stressful. Some people within our lives can make it stressful if we allow them to. Don't let them. So, you know, I just wanted to share that with you, you know. Uh, I, I appreciate the young lady coming on the air, and, you know, there's a reason why things happen. And, you know, even for the young lady that came on on, on the air, you know, she may, she may be some uh, some other things that, um, and like I said, if you're listening, then I'll make sure that I um, get in contact with you. But with that, you know, we help us to one another. And when you see someone down, don't you know, just an encouraging word. An encouraging word can lift up someone. You know, I found this out. I did this the other day. I did this. Uh, I took my mom to her doctor's appointment. And while we were in the parking lot, after I got my mom in the car, there was a lady that was beside us. And uh, she had a window down. And I said, excuse me. She said, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, no, ma'am. And she, you know, she was maybe old enough to be my mother. I said, oh, ma'am, don't worry. I have plenty of room. I have plenty of room. And then uh, she would laugh. I said, you know what, ma'am? Something else I need to tell you. I said, it's going to be all right. She said, baby, I really appreciate I really needed that. Something 
that we take for granted, just those short words, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I'm learning to say that now. Not only to say that to others, but to say that to myself. It's going to be all right. No, look at it. No matter what it looks like, it's going it's to be all right. What it looks like, it ain't the final answer. God holds the final answer. God, look here. Don't you know if the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord? So in other words, if we obedient to God and allow God to help us navigate to where he's trying to take us, I don't care what happens along the way. It's going to be all right. So sometimes we have to say that thing to that person who's in our mirror. It's going to be all right. I don't care what it looks like. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Matter of fact, it's going to be more than all right. It's going to be, look here, it's going to be victorious. We're going to get victory. And then also, we're going to accumulate interest in what we dealt with. In other words, God's going to help us get punitive damages for the foolishness that we have dealt with. That's the way I see it. Now, look here now. What you may think or say, if you don't believe that, hey, that's on you. But I know the God I serve, the God I know, the God I know, I'm telling you, I know for a fact God can move mountains. I've seen it, and I've I've seen it in other lives, and I've seen it for myself. I know what a God can do. So, true enough, I may not be as old as some people. I may not be in the ministry as long as others. But one thing about it, I know personally what God can do. I know God's ability and characteristic. I know. So, I don't have to. I tell people, you ain't got to prove anything. Just obey God and allow God to defend for you. That's it. So many people, they trying to prove a point. Not man, please. sit down. Sit down and take yourself a cold shower. Let God handle that. And that's one of the things I'm learning. When it comes down to situation in life, we're going to let God handle it. Matter of fact, I'm seeing some people, uh, I see more people on here. I'm, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But I do have to say to someone who may be listening, don't you know the devil trying to take you out by keeping you stressed? Don't give the devil victory of look of you forfeiting your joy, your peace, your happiness, your state of mind because the devil trying to make you become so stressed that you end up falling and sabotaging your own blessing. The devil is a lie. No, 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 no. If you don't remember nothing else from this show, God can, but will you allow him to? If God can move, how about we respond as if he can move? If God can do the impossible, we say it all the time, but I wonder, do we believe some of the things that we say? If God can move, if the great Jehovah God, the God of the of father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God that we read about from Genesis to Revelation. If he can do the impossible, then why are we acting as if it ain't possible? Why are we acting? Why, look here. We're saying with our, ver, with our words. We're saying with our words, God can do it. But we show with our actions, God can't do it because we're trying to fix it out ourselves. Hmm. How to say, if you can't say amen, say ouch. And so with that, what we're going to do, we're going to trust God and give God everything. Our laughter, our joy, our peace. We're going to give God everything. And thank God. Thank God for the opportunity and the privilege of being his child. Thanking God that he's our Lord and Savior. And knowing that he can handle any and everything. He wants to. He wants to. I don't care I don't care how I was as a child. I had I had the confidence I could fix everything. But because I knew my limited potential, uh, I maybe I was going to find out. But sometimes my father, that can make anything, my father can say, hold on, let me show you. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. And then when I try to help him, sometimes I'll be in the way. But what I found out was, he would often tell me and give me the instructions for me to help him. So that way it could be done. But he was doing it for relationship purposes. But he really didn't need my help. 
he was actually trying to include me to help me out. So with that, know that God can do any and everything, and he wants to do it for you. So for those who may be watching or listening, no matter what you're dealing with, don't let anything take you out. Don't let anything stress you out. This is the time for us to cast all of our curls upon him because he cares for us. God wants Look, God want to carry the weight and the burden that you're trying to carry yourself, and it's killing you. And I've seen someone, it's been, they've been dealing with a weight for so long, it became normal to them to be hunched over, spiritually hunched over, spiritually fatigued, spiritually carrying things for so long, it's almost like it's furniture in a house. That thing right there that you have gotten accustomed to carrying, God wants you to release it right now. God wants you to give everything to him. Like I said, he's the only one that can help you. I want you from this point on, ask for help. You don't have to deal with it alone. So many people, that, matter of fact, there's a song that says, uh, it's called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God, what, in prayer. There are so many things that we're allowing ourselves to deal with that God already fixed. And what happened, we are messing up what God has finalized. And now, we're not enjoying the the final product. Now, we're dealing with a broken, refurbished product because not because of God, but because of us. We have sabotaged our own blessings. And so now, this is time for us to give it to God. Just in case those who may be watching or listening, just in case you're not saved, Romans 10 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Know that there is nothing too hard for God. Don't you know right now, God want to, look, God want to carry the weight, the burden of whatever you're dealing with right now. He wants you to give everything to him, and he can handle it. He can handle it. I want you, from this point on, learn to give it to God and leave it there. Just in case, I don't remember if I said this or not, but just in case you're not saved, always believe in uh, uh, extending the plan of salvation. Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart, God will raise you from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confessing is made unto salvation. Understand, I don't remember if I said it or not, but understand that God wants you to come to him. You ain't got to try to fix yourself up. You can't fix yourself up. But go to him. Obey him and trust him and allow him to clean you up. So many times in us trying to clean up ourselves, it's like trying to change and clean a baby. We keep the diaper, but we throw away the baby. And that's how some of the things that we may do in our life, we might even up throwing ourselves on out and we still keeping a mess. And God said, no, let me clean the diaper. Look here, you ain't got to be embarrassed about it. Look here, we serve a God, we serve a Father who's known to clean spiritual diapers. So allow him to deal with it. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We're thanking all for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. So God, we ask God to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God. Be with us right now, God. Help us, God, to not lose our hope, our trust, our faith in you, God. Help us, God, to keep our peace, God, to keep our joy right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask for to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. We give you permission to come in, God, and move right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak right now, God, in a special amount of God. Touch the bereaved family right now, God. The slaughter family right now, God. We holding them up for you right now, God. God, we speak right now, God, that you comfort God, the mother's heart, God. Comfort the family's heart, God. Massage their heart right now, God. Comfort them and be with them right now, God. There are some questions that we may not know, God, but God, we know, God, we still can trust you, God. No matter what happens in life, God, we still can trust you, God. Help us, God, to trust you in the midst of our hurt. Help us, God, to trust you even in the midst of our pain right now, God, and even in the midst of our confusion, God. Help us right now, God, trusting you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us in every area of our lives, God. We ask you, Lord, to help us stay focused on you right now, God. 
even every bereaved family, God, comfort them and be with them right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, in a special amount of God. They're like Ben Harden Jr. right now, God. Continue to bring healing to him, God. Bring healing to him, God, even as he goes to the operating table, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help him, God, that you guide the doctor's hands right now, God. And, God, we're speaking, God, that you give strength, God, to the family right now, God, to the father, God, to the sisters right now, God, to the to the children right now, God, to each and every one of them, God. Help them, God, to know, God, that everything's going to be all right, God. God, we're speaking, God, for a speedy recovery right now, God. And we're speaking right now, God, that you're helping, God, to have a testimony, God, that would glorify you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we, we actually ought to help, God, those who may be hurt, God. Bring healing to their bodies, God. Mind, body, and soul right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for your greatness, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for lifting up every bow down head, God. Help us, God, to continue, God, even to trace you and trust you, God, in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, God. Help us, God, to keep our peace, God. Help us, God, to not lose our smile right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do, most importantly, everything that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom E-R. That is my real name. That is my legal name, Brother Prater. Yes, that is my real name. My first name is Brother, last name Prater. Y'all want to know more? I can tell you the whole story. Later on or whatever. Just let me know if you want to know. But that is my real name. Brother Prater. First name, last name. Brother Prater. Yes, it is. Not made up. My legal, real name. Brother Prater. <laughs> hey, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, but that is my real name. Yes. Um, I'll tell y'all real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, August. Was it October? Yeah. April, I'm sorry, April. April the 13th of 2010. April April the 13th of 2010, on a Tuesday, it became official. My legal name is Brother Prater. My nickname is June, but I made my nickname my middle name. So family and friends are actually calling me by my middle name, June. But my first and last name is Brother Prater. So my whole name is Brother June Prater. That is my real name. Yes, it is. And some people, when I, you know, when they meet me, how you doing? I'm Brother Prater. Well, how you doing? I'm uh, uh, evangelist so-and-so, so-and-so. I said, oh, okay. That's good. They said, okay, but what's your real name? I said, my name is Brother Prater. Oh, for real? Yes, my name is Brother Prater. <laughs> So, yes, that is my real name. I legally had it changed to Brother Prater. Some of my, some of my friends and classmates, they still call me by my former name. You know, that's fine, you know. But, you know, I tell people, if you're going to write me a check, <laughs> Brother Prater, or you're going to cash at me, everything is under Brother Prater. Look here. Matter of fact, uh, I think within the past, was it 13 years? In the past 13 years, I ended up writing the name Charles. That was my former name. But I wrote I wrote that maybe in the past 13 years. I think I wrote that three times. Three times, I think. Yeah, three times. So, hey, that was that. But, yes, that is my real name, Brother Prater. It's a conversation striker. <laughs> yeah, but um, like I said, for those who want to catch up with me on Facebook, my name is Brother Prater. And um, you can see my daily devotion as well as my videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com. You see my daily devotions and my videos. Also, you'll see my, you see a page where it says uh, calendar, I think. You'll see my personal appearances where I'll be uh, speaking at or book signings or something. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, a few good men, a path to God's fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men's 
the niece the responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, even though it says through good men, this book is for women also. It talks to women about uh, the needs and their importance of men as well as, you know, trying to talk to them about choosing, you know, a better quality husband or boyfriend or whatever. And also even pertain to um, father to present or future children. Also, this book right here, uh, my latest book, uh, The Girl Who Was a Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. It's a story pertaining to uh, the relationship between my sister and I, uh, my sister who was killed uh, 2019, March 2019, um, due to domestic violence. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a book that we talk about our relationship. And also, you know, I talk about some crazy stuff we done done together. Yeah. And some people, it's, it's, you know, it can go from one extreme to the other. And, um, so yeah, some of the crazy stories that we had and, uh, oh my gosh, some stuff I probably won't share with anybody. <laughs> but, uh, we had a great, great, great relationship. I had fun. And so with that, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you. And... Good night, good night, good night.